Recorded live. Is it just me or does that get sicker sounding every week? <laughs> he's tired. He's tired. He's, he's does that a lot. Scuba Obsess is the weekly podcast where we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places a dive, and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed episode 55 was recorded live Thursday, February 10th, 2011. Welcome to Scuba Obsessed, episode 55, How Cold Can You Go? Here are some of the stories we'll be covering in the news. Egypt Scuba, Below the North Pole, Keisha Dives, and Scuba Caught, and Beer Caught. And as always, i like to introduce my co-host from the snowy side of town, Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing well. Not necessarily more snowy, but uh, cold, perhaps. <laughs> we were down in single digits this morning. Yay! You were in single digits. You, you know what my uh, my car has registered the last two days once I get moving? No, what? I had negative three yesterday, and I had negative eight today. Wow. Two negatives make a positive, though, right? <laughs> yeah, if you multiply them. <laughs> oh, darn it. Yeah, we, we, we can we can work it that way. So, uh, boy, how chilly. So, But the best thing about that is we are going to be building some ice. So if you're into some ice diving, we should have plenty of solid ice. And uh, so, with no further ado, we're going to head right on into the news. The first article is Egypt Unrest Impact Scuba. and Egypt Crisis, the charms of an empty, empty shram, if I'm pronouncing it right. I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. But uh, if you've been watching any international news, I don't see there's any way you can avoid hearing about what's going on over in Egypt. And uh, as with all things economic, which is part of the protest, is you want to cause as much pain to the current government in power to get them out, which it's as it goes on, it looks like that's going to be harder and harder for them. But it is impacting the scuba dive industry. Uh, uh, even though the location, they say they feel untouched by political unrest, uh, they are being impacted by the, the conflict. Um, a British holidaymaker in Eastbourne said the scuba diving was great and the dive sites were much quieter and more enjoyable. Whoa. Uh, the, one, one of the uh, scuba dive guides there said, we've had a bad economy, shark attacks, and now this. We depend on tourism, so this carries on. We're going to lose our jobs and business will fail. Hoteliers in the area have been making steep discounts. So if you, if, if you are brave and you want a deal, go to Egypt. There needs to be an ad campaign for that. Now, you, you, we should we should make a video. You know, you could have uh, you know, you know, you have running of the bulls. You could have uh, joining the protest. Oh yeah, I saw some of those guys running through the main square the other night, and it didn't look like fun. No, no. And, and here's one of the things. Uh, this the, one operator said they were sending tourists to a safer route of Jerusalem and the Dead Sea. When would you ever thought that Jerusalem and Dead Sea? would be a safer location 
Yeah, I think these are going to be our safest bets for the day. This is the way we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go there, and then we're going to take a little detour to Somalia. (laughs) That'll be pretty safe, too. On a small ship that can be easily overtaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, they're expecting that this unrest is going to cost the dive and travel industry in that area 20 to 30 million pounds. Oh, my gosh. So hopefully... you know what? Go ahead. It's going to impact those people that can't afford it the most. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, the, the, these aren't going to be the uber rich that are are getting pinched. It's going to be the the working class again. That's the way it always is in these situations. But hopefully they can get a better economy. Um, you, you can't have a, a a big economy without uh, freedom, and and that's what all these countries are are starting to see. And if you if you look at all the countries around Egypt, they're also getting into the act. So, but that's that's room for our other podcast on on politics. The next article is on above and below the North Pole. Uh, I thought that Mac would particularly like this. So if you have the urge to jump out of a plane and also dive over the North Pole for a mere 53,000 pounds, you're going to be able to take that expedition. So it's going What does to that equate to? 53,000. I'd say that'd have to be about 60, 70,000 dollars maybe a little bit more depends on you know exchange rate goes up i think i see one somebody saying it's about seventy thousand dollars u.s wow uh it starts in norway on april 9th to a flight to long Yerbin on Svalbard, which i know i have no idea how to pronounce that a russian plane will take the expedition further to ice base barneo from where it will fly to north pole in a helicopter up to 16 people can participate so don't have any more details than that, but that sounds interesting. It'd be, you know, you get to do a tandem dive and then uh, you get to do scuba. And I don't think it's all, I think it's the same day or weekend, but I, I don't think it's at, you know, you're not, not going to dive with gear and then go in, even though that'd be fun. Now that would be the way to do it. <laughs> Could you imagine a, a high altitude drop going in right into the water, negative right off the get go all the way down? Yeah. Yeah. That. That would be a blast, but you know, and the, and the thing I'm looking at the price. So you you break that fifty three thousand pounds down to seventy thousand dollars. What kind of trips that we haven't done could you take for seventy thousand dollars? I mean, a world cruise. What's a world cruise run? It's got to be somewhere around that. I don't know, but if I had that kind of money to do on dive trips, I think I would stay within. You know, I could almost do a lifetime within driving range couldn't you yeah a dry suit yeah hey here here dave you could buy a dry, dry suit from the chat, from you the could, chat room. we could buy a gold threaded dry suit for that amount of money so next article is going to be keisha dives and i'm almost embarrassed to say but i actually do listen to her music oh, so, I'm, so i'm not i'm not as old as everybody thinks i am but uh it's yeah i probably heard her music on one of the kids uh cds you know you know, this must be music 17 or, you know, one of those things. But uh, she she talks – and this is an article in Rolling Stone, so if you really want to read the whole thing on it. But the, the part that I thought was interesting was her on her winter vacation. She says, I went scuba diving with a bunch of sea creatures, angelfish, sea turtles, stingrays, barracuda, and a hammerhead shark on a boat with a bunch of grizzly bearded dudes. <laughs> so I didn't realize we were on the boat. She She sounds like a real character, doesn't she? Yeah. And I was going to say, we we should use her for a spokesperson for the dive industry, but her exact next line is, and then I got a tattoo of a feather on my foot from a crackhead. So I'm not sure if we want to use her (laughs) 
as the poster, no, not, poster child for, for diving. <laughs> not a good wholesome figure, I'm not thinking. <laughs> oh, so, uh, some more celebrities dive. And next article is going to be cleans up well, volunteers needed for the Golden Garden underwater cleanup. And if you're a dive center, this is a perfect way of getting mentioned by many shows is uh, do one of these cleanups. This is a, a golden underwater cleanup is a host of Project Aware. And it's the Underwater Sports and Northwest Diving Institute, which is a dive shop and instructors in the Northwest over in, I think, Washington. So uh, they're having a dive. If you're anywhere in the area on March 11th, uh, they're going to have a briefing, 6.30, 9.30 p.m. Bring your tanks, and you're going to get complimentary air fills. After the cleanup, they're going to host a barbecue. So I'm, I'm in for almost anything that has a barbecue after it. You'd be amazed at the number of divers that will show up when there's free food. Yeah. I think it's a, a, a bloodstream thing or a chemical thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is a diver thing. And then another article we have here is scuba caught. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Minnesota. I think it was on Fox. Yeah, Minnesota ice fishermen catch scuba diver on lake. A pair of ice fishermen thought they'd caught a monster fish, but they even got a bigger surprise than they bargained for at the end of the line. John Mitchell and Jeff Klein went on Lake Wakona in Minnesota to try and lure a monster muskie, but they got a shock. I mean, it didn't take two seconds, and this reel rattled off. Soon every line was going crazy. The pair thought they had a monster fish in their line until they looked down. I literally almost had a heart attack, said Klein. A hand broke the surface of the water. I didn't know what to do, if I should shake it or what. <laughs> Scuba divers' safety line got snagged, began to send rope to, sending rope up to them, and soon they found their hook. They then removed the hook, set the line back down, or given a thumb up by the aquatic acquaintance. It turned out three divers had gone in a hole just a short distance from where the two men were fishing and then placed a flag indicating that they were down, but the fishermen had never seen one before and didn't know what it meant. The diver later came back to apologize, offered a couple of beers as a peace offering, the fisher, fishermen said. So, I, you know, I've, I've wanted to do that as a diver. I've wanted to come up in the ice hole. Haven't we always, well, slow down. <laughs> Haven't we always wanted to, uh, every time we go out, there's somebody fishing in a shanty off in the distance, and we think, man, wouldn't that be funny? Oh, I just, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the different things that you could do. That would be just such a blast to, to come up and just scare the wits right out of them. And I don't know if that's not what happened. I mean, they said that there was uh, a hook in the line, which, you know, who's to say not? So, but, man. Yeah, but big deal. Yep. So yeah, that, that's and that and that's one for them, you know. How, yeah, sure. How how big was it you caught? Oh, about six feet. Right. Fought like a son of a gun. And then this final one is if you thought uh, catching beer was great, I mean catching uh, scuba diver was great. How about some catching some beer in champagne? So uh, and then we'll have links in the show notes so you can go and take a look at some of these articles because they have some great pictures. Uh, what they show a picture of a bottle of beer pulled from an 1800 shipwreck. 160 feet below the surface of the Baltic Sea. And uh, as you would guess, uh, somebody thought it might be pretty skunky. They, they actually tasted it, and it was just a slight bit salty. They're actually uh, going and, and going to do some testing analysis on it because they don't have uh, – actually, the beer brewing industry doesn't have a lot of information on uh, yeast. They didn't under directly understand 
the brewing process and what was making the alcohol. So uh, there's not a lot of documentation ingredients. So they're hoping to be able to go back and recreate the beer from an, an ancient brew. Uh, kind of uh, reverse engineering it? Exactly. They're going to try and get the yeast. They think the yeast might actually be alive. So when you figure how cold it is at the bottom, uh, it's uh, colder than most refrigerators get. Yes, and it is. They said that uh, they're expecting they that it, the taste from the article was similar to Blue Moon, which is actually one of my favorites. So, hmm. And then, so these scuba divers go down and they're bringing up these bottles, but they were actually down there pulling up champagne. So another article on the same dive, they said they recovered 168 bottles of champagne from the wreck. The brand is Verview Klitschko and the now defunct Jugular. At a tasting in November, they could, experts confirmed that they were able to identify with absolute certainty that at least three of the recovered bottles were uh, that Vervu Chaclot or whatever. Uh, said so the champagne will be sold at auction where it could fetch $70,000 each. Whoa. So 168 bottles. So let's, uh, I got a calculator here. What's a, what's 168 so we have 168 bottles. There well, we if you find a couple of bottles of those, you could do the skydive and, and ice dive thing in the North Pole, right? Yeah. So that is only going to bring, if they can get that much for each bottle, $11,760,000. I think we could afford the uh, the dive boat we've always wanted. Everybody quit laughing at us for grubbing for bottles then, wouldn't they? <laughs> that, sure, that would shut a bunch of people up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that... that uh, that bottle with the bubbly that Mac found, that one wasn't quite worth 70000 No, I I happen to think that that was a four ninety nine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that on good uh, uh, good information that that's what that one cost. You probably couldn't even return it for that. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But it didn't taste that bad a year later. No. And then one final article that I didn't tease was... Uh, the annual Chicago R World Underwater Scuba Show embraces an anticipated record show. So the organizers of the show are expecting a record. They actually say they're hoping for lots of snow and cold weather because they said that means that attendance will be up. So if you're in the area, we've got three diving events, at least three diving events. There's more than that, but these are the three biggest ones. We have R World, Wonder, uh, World Underwater coming up February 18th through the 20th in Rosemont, Illinois. And the website is www.ourworldunderwater.com. We have the 30th annual animal. Oh, goodness. Annual ship. On it. I am on it. March 5th, and that's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And that's the website is www.shipwreckfestival.org. And then up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have the Ghost Ship Festival, March 25th through 26th www.ghost-ships.org. Also, try out some boat shows. I believe that uh, Rich from White Star had some boat shows that they were going to. So Yeah, they had spoke about one going on over in Detroit where they were doing an intro to scuba type thing or, or try to dive mm-hmm. pool going on right there at the, go- or at the uh, boat show that they were doing some volunteer work with. That sounds like it would have been a lot of fun. That would have been a blast to go and, and help out something along those lines. Did I lose you, Jim? Um, no, you've tried. No, haven't yet. no, I haven't, I haven't lost you yet. Well, we had uh, somebody trying to call in and Skype and just want to make sure when that canceled that I didn't lose you. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and head out to a boat show. Uh, you know, do a little research. If you had a friend you're trying to trick into trying 
diving, then get them to the boat show and throw them in a tank. Uh, they, they've been uh, doing the be a diver tank at many of these boat shows, and it seems to be well-received. I like to see that those type of programs of the dive shops. So that does it for the news. This, week after, uh, this week's topic after the show, we're going to have, is scuba diving as a recre- recreational activity negatively impacting the environment? So there's been a few articles on that. So if you want to come in after the show, hang on in, Skype on in. If you missed it, if you missed the chat room, we have a great group of people in the chat room. Uh, tough luck. You'll have to come out next time. So we are on to that time of the show where we get to talk about last week's dive. So we actually, I got a dive in and Jim got a dive in. So what do you think of it, Jim? It was cold and it was wet. No, it was really pretty good. The, the, the air temperature was pretty comfortable and the water temperature was high 30s, I think. Yeah, yeah, the water temperature wasn't bad. Uh, we, we went to Singer Lake, which is convenient. It's only a few miles from my house, so I always love it when it's close. Uh, our ice dive in Lake 16 wasn't so awesome that it made me want to go back just a few weeks later. So I was thinking, well, let's let's try something close. If we're only going to get a 15 to 20 minute dive in, at least we'll, we'll be close by. And, and as I'm thinking about the dive, I'm wondering if there should have been a warning to us when we cut the ice and it bled. You know, I had to stand there and look at it for a little bit. When he says bled, it really wasn't red, but it was gushing back up through the, the kerf or the, the hole that the chain made. Really kind of weird to look at. Well, we were walking out in the ice, and there was slush. You had snow, probably six, seven inches of snow, and then you had two or three inches of soaked slushy snow and then you had ice and then when you put that chainsaw in and it came gurgling up i was wondering what the heck your ice is supposed to float now this is a spring-fed lake so it makes me wonder if you know it's kind of like a cork where you had the ice over the top was pushing down and the spring kept going so we had a little bit of pressure underneath it 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 was weird though because it was it was gushing up probably three inches up through the hole and it kept coming and coming and coming it's really bizarre yeah because we we shoveled the spokes of the wheel for when you're doing an ice dive that's how you can from underneath see your way back to the hole and the water came up the hole and then down the spokes so it it was literally coming up i think it uh, i don't think it ever quite stopped but we were ending up while we were tending line you were standing in two or three inches of cold water which didn't make it the most enjoyable for the tender uh, we had the shanty. Uh, we put, we had the shanty set up on shore. We had three divers. Originally had four. Uh, one picked up a tank wrong and kind of threw out his back, which is terrible. Uh, so then there were three. I went down first, and I don't know what was up. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I this is one of those dives where I hate to say it, but I kind of intentionally did everything wrong as far as prep. Uh, so I, I you know like we've talked about in some of our previous episodes, you need to have the tanks in the house warm you need to have your regulators warm everything dried out and i did everything opposite i kept my tanks in the car my regulator in the car my bc in the car and then when i got there i had literally one problem after another Uh, my backup octo was was uh frozen and free-flowing so had to throw that in the hot water uh my inflator for my bc was frozen and that took a while to unthaw that out and I, i just think that I'm buoyant. My weight belt's about two pounds heavy, 
So I shouldn't have had any problem going down. I could not get more than about 10, 15 feet down, and then I would bob back up to the, the top. But as soon as I entered the water, I discovered that uh, Viz is not going to be in our favor today, which I thought was real unusual for an ice dive. In fact, this is the worst Viz I have ever had for an ice dive. It was particulate suspended in the water. Uh, what, what did Matt call it? Turb- turbulent? Tur- no, the real term for it that he's been using around us anyway it's yeah. turbidity t-u-r-b-i-d so high 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 turbidity yeah he could be making that term up just to make it sound silly but no the guys in the chat room are backing it up and they both spelled it the same so nobody's pulling our leg here thanks guys but you know what down at the bottom it wasn't that bad well i don't know i never made it there well, yeah. yeah, see, that's a problem. See, my dive light, I have my dive light out in the car, and the batteries, I don't know if the batteries are cold or I just time to replace the batteries again, but all it was doing was lighting up the sediment that was suspended in the water. Yeah, floating but, around. But, you know, as bad as that was, that was still a good dive. I had it fun. I, I, I played up underneath the ice, uh, you know, messed around with the gear a little bit. You know, I, had, I probably had five to ten minutes in there, and then I said, hey, and then I think uh, you, you took my, we planned on 15 minutes each, so we didn't freeze the tender too bad, and uh, I think you took my <laughs> my spare time. Well, I didn't know whose time zone we were counting on, um, <laughs> but I kept him warm. I tried to go back and forth across the hole to see if he could keep up with me. He well, did a it, pretty good job. It looked like he was a, like, a, like a fisherman, like he had something on the line and it was uh, chasing it around. So, yeah, you were you were doing some, uh, some laps. Did you see anything interesting while you were down there? No, I didn't. I, I played around a little bit with a, a pony bottle that I'd taken down with a regulator, and always like to go up underneath the ice and kind of flip over and look at the, the mercury uh, type bubbles making their way back oh. to an opening. That is just an awesome thing to look at. That is a blast, and that's one thing I'm looking forward to when we do cave diving, is just the mm-hmm. the water, the air bubbles playing on the, the surface of the cave. Yeah, very cool. But I don't. Th- I think the one thing that I won't forget about that dive at all is is actually when we were cutting the hole, and I made the final cut, and the ice actually popped up out of the hole. Oh yeah. Rather than just kind of settled down in. Well, it's kind of like it when you're weird when you're when you're cutting that jack o' lantern and it, it it explodes on you. I don't get those pumpkins. You don't get those type of pumpkins. Mm-mm. So, yeah, but that was it was a pretty good dive, and then uh, you went. You, you came back up, Mac tended for both you and I, and then I tended for Mac, which it was nice to uh, tend. Uh, I, I like doing that, too. It'd be nice to have a few more divers out for that. We also had some local visitors. I had scouted the site the day before, and I was talking as I come off. I always, you know, People are always asking you how the fishing was, and they said, oh, no, I'm not, I wasn't doing any fishing. I was just scouting for scuba diving, and that prompted about a two-hour conversation. <laughs> there on the shore so i think we might pick up a, another diver for the club uh he was a certified diver he'd actually dove in the lake during the summer a couple of years ago and was just fascinated that we were crazy enough to be out there diving in the ice and as we said uh, we don't like it cold we but uh we do enjoy diving in cold water so that does it for this week on the diving unless you have anything else you want to add to it yeah and you know what he uh, so he would be a good fit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you you broke up. So. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can okay. hear you now. No, uh, we're good. We're good. So you so said he on. would be a good fit somehow. 
he would be a good fit into the the club as far as being able to hold his own with with teasing and ribbing. Oh, He'd have yeah. some thick skin sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that goes without saying. Uh, when you said he's fit, I thought you said man he could fit through the hole in the ice, and I'm like he wasn't that big a guy. I mean he could fit through the hole. Well, if we pack him in there, right? Yeah. So, and then after, of course, after the dive, the best thing about the dive was uh, going for the food. So uh, we did uh, coffee and soup and uh, split a thing of fries and chatted about all our coming up dives. And wow, we've got a but We're going to have a full dive season this year, I can tell already. Absolutely, we are. So that is last week. So what are we doing this week? Any diving? Um, you know, I don't think so. I think I'm going to have to try and fit in the... Uh... The Sanctum movie that ooh, the, ooh. the chat room is trying to spoil for us. Um, don't look at it. Uh, I think but, that I think there I think it involves scuba divers in a cave. In I know cave. they told me the whole thing already. Oh, darn. Okay, so uh, you, what are you thinking Saturday? Yeah, I'm thinking that that might be a good idea. And uh, the, the, the the kids are gone. I, my my kids are going to be. Not, I'm not. I didn't get rid of my kids. They're still alive, but they're they're <laughs> I, just going. I thought your your I thought your uh, eBay auction has <laughs> closed. <laughs> well, I keep having to extend it. I, I don't have anybody meets the, the minimum offer of a dollar fifty. Well, see that you got to throw in the free shipping. Ah, free shipping. That's what does it. So yeah, so I, I Saturday. Uh, what about you? What are you, are you uh, getting to be able to go diving anywhere? I don't think I'm going to be able to fit diving in. Um, my wife has something going on Saturday and. I can't, but uh, the scary thing, which is actually worse than that, is I'm looking at all these festivals I had planned on going to. I don't think I can make a single one of them. Our World Underwater, my daughter is a swim meet. Mm-hmm. So unless I do the Friday or the Sunday, I can't do that one. The Shipwreck Festivals on a fundraiser I have for my daughter where we're raising money. She qualified for uh, a junior leadership thing in Washington, D.C. So we'll be uh, doing a fundraiser in the 5th. And then the 25th through this 26th, I'll be on my way to D.C. with her for that. So it's like I can't do any of them. And, and it's like yeah. a complete opposite of last year. So I'm a little bummed I can't make the shows. I might, you know, I thought about the if I if I had a way of getting to Ann Arbor in less than 30 minutes and back, I could probably do the morning for the ghost ship. I mean, for the Ann Arbor, the 30th annual shipwreck. But that would be it. Right. It makes it tough. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think on uh, the weekend of um, Our World Underwater, I'm doing a intro to scuba with my youngest son, which is kind of counts as diving because I'm going to be in the pool with him. Yeah. And let's see, the following weekend, which is uh, not ghost ships. I wasn't going to be able to go to that one no matter what. But um, the uh, one in Ann Arbor, I've got to work. Um, and then we've got the uh, fundraiser in the afternoon and evening that you're talking about. So... Uh, you know, they really should have checked with us a little bit before uh, you know, they set these things up. I know. I know. We're going to put off. We're, 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 I don't, I'm trying to think of what we can do last year. And I'm hoping this isn't telling us what the summer is going to be like. So I'm pretty much saying nobody is going to get married, divorced, have parties, graduations this summer because we got to get some diving right. in. Camping's okay if I can bring my scuba gear. So that will be okay. Yeah, see, you can do that. Any of the quarries, White yep. Star, you can camp. Yep. So uh, Gilboa, you can camp. Yeah. So we're going to have to. Boat, you can camp. Yeah. So what, what's even scaring me more is I'm looking and I'm wondering, okay, we got that fifth, which is blocked out. Uh, we got to, we have to get a March dive in. I mean, we've got January, we've got February in, but March, we're going to have to fit one in. So. Yeah. 
So we'll have Let's we'll, see here. Yeah, we'll have to get one. We're gonna have to look. Yeah. So, but April, April should we should be all set and ready to go. So we'll get some time in. And then, if you happen to be in the St. Joseph, Michigan area this weekend, we have uh, ice carving in St. Joe. So you, you know, a little not quite ice diving, but uh, still entertaining to go go watch and see. And then we're working on some interviews coming up in the future. So uh, make sure you head on over to Facebook and keep an eye on there. Head on to the website, uh, scubaobsessed.com. Also, we're always looking for some more five-star reviews at the Apple iTunes site. So go ahead and drop a line. And then again, if you are from overseas and you drop one in one of the foreign stores we can't see, we love a screenshot and a photo post. And and actually head over to Facebook. They they released uh, new pages for the businesses. So we just turned that page on right before the show today. And uh, let us know what you think of that. Uh, Anytime Facebook changes anything, everybody complains. You cringe, don't you? You kind of do, but it's more just a matter of getting used to it. I have to say the last few updates haven't been too bad. You know, a little bit more control would be nice, but uh, it's, it's been pretty good. And then drop lines. We love to see your vacation photos. You know, Drop vacation photos, your dive trips, anything like that in there. Yeah, let us live vicariously through some of you guys that are going oh. um, down where there's no ice diving. Um, yeah. I got that SAS newsletter that I've been going through. And mm-hmm. Bonaire. Mm. I think we got to do that. You know, everybody that I've heard of that goes to a buddy dive has just just raves about it. Well, you know, I think we can take the girls there too. So if, uh, it didn't seem it didn't the price was pretty economical for eight mm-hmm. days, seven nights. wasn't bad at all. I mean, I, it was actually within my budget. I mean, for what. I'm going to spend on a dry suit that amount again, and you've got uh, a week vacation, a tropical location. Yeah, but then you're you're cold all winter again. Oh, I'm not, I'm saying both. It might not be this year for Bonaire, but that's definitely Wait, going to be one of my. You're, uh, you're not living in my world. It's always an either or for me. You can't have it both ways, can you? Well, I don't think you can have it both ways, but I can pretend to have it both ways. I live in a delusion. It's so, nice in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Just, just, just don't break the shell. Ah. And I think we've just about done it to another episode. So, if you're in a chat room, hang around for after the show, and we'll invite you into Skype. We had a few people who tried to call us during the show, and uh, we'll invite them in as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about this week's topic, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So. On that, I'm kind of nervous about this joke. Let's see if we can do it. You, you, are you ready? You know, you kind of ruined me last week. I did enjoy last week's joke, so go easy. Okay. So here we go. A young fellow from Florida moves to Michigan and goes to a big everything-under-the-roof department sporting goods store looking for a job. The manager says, do you have any sales experience? The kid says, yeah, I was a salesman back home in Florida. Well, the boss liked the kid, so he gave him a job. He says, you'll start tomorrow. I'll come down after close and see how you did. His first day on the job was rough, but he got through it. After the store was locked up, the boss came down. How many sales did you make today? The kid says, one. The boss says, just one? Our salespeople average 20 or 30 sales a day. You're going to have to improve considerably or look for another job. How much did you make in the sale? The kid says, oh, $112,237.64. The boss says, 112000 237.64 cents? What the hell did you sell? 
the kid says, I sold uh, this gentleman a mask. And then I sold him some fins. And I sold him a wetsuit and a BC. And then I sold him a new pair of tanks. Then I asked him where he was going to go diving. And he said, Lake Michigan. So I said, you're going to need a boat for that. So we went down to the boat department. I sold him a boat. Then he said he didn't think his Honda Civic could pull the boat. So I took him to the automotive department. And then we sold him a new Ford pickup. I asked him how long he was going to be out the lake. And he said five or six days. So I took him down to the RV department. And then I sold him a slide-in camper for the truck. The boss says, a guy came in here to buy a dive mask. And you sold him a boat, a truck, and a camper? The kid says, no, he didn't come in to buy a mask. He came in to buy feminine hygiene products for his wife. And I said, well, you're weak and shot. You might as well go diving. Oh, I had to mute my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, so you can send all the hate mail to... <laughs> Darren Jolson at... <laughs> Okay, so until next week, go out there and get wet and dive safe. See ya. And then we'll start bringing people into the chat room. So who do we have? We have Mac. We invite to the call. We're going to invite Dave. We'll invite Craig. Hello. We'll invite to the call. We're going to invite Dave. So make sure you mute your... Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the topic. That's what I'm... Leads yeah, itself in. Critique their gear. Critique their actions. We'll be able to have a good time with it. Yeah. yeah, pick it apart. <laughs>